the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What difference at this point does it make? Oh, shut up. If you've got health insurance, you can keep it. If you like your health care plan, you will keep your plan. If you've got health insurance, you like your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. I'm as bad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite IE Radio, where like so many people around the world, we are honoring, with, along with Google, Yuri Kochiyama, and we'll have more about that later, because that's, that's a person that you really should know about. But to, for today, we are pleased to have congressional candidate Randy Fox in the studio, and we'll get to him in just a few minutes here. And my name is Greg Britton from the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, joined by my co-host Don Dix, uh, the leader of the Corona chapter of Act for America, a nationwide national security organization and our third co-host john hancock is still recuperating from a bout of pneumonia so um we're gonna have fun here we are it's party time it's in the political zone and uh, of course this is the radio show for the most important political office in the country you guys out there listening the private citizen you know and we always you know we've got that little blurb from that movie um you know i'm madder than heck and i'm not going to take it anymore what do we do we have anything to be angry about this week what don't we have to be angry about? <laughs> no, seriously. Every the, week. The, the, the ruling class in Washington, corrupt and incompetent, is there anything that they're doing a good job with with governing the country while at the same time lining their pockets? If they were lining their pockets, but there were plentiful good jobs, the border was secure, the jihad was in retreat, America was strong and respected in the world, the economy was growing nicely, the deficit was either zero or coming down, the debt was under control, the education system was good, you know, then we wouldn't mind so much them, you know, taking a cut off the top. And boys were actually using boys' restrooms and girls were using girls' restrooms. I have a question, and no media has asked this question. At the elite Sidwell School, where the Obama daughters either presently or did attend school, do they have co-ed showers and locker rooms? They should. I think so. Absolutely. It's discriminatory if they don't. They should. And nowhere is it more important that we address science than in determining the chromosomal makeup of human beings as to which bathrooms they should use. Yeah, you know, I'm not quite sure what, which gender I am this morning. I, I'm, still, I'm still debating that for the day. Well, you know, you, you mentioned all of this stuff in Washington, D.C., which makes it even more the head scratcher why our guest today is interested in uh, working overtime campaigning for one of these jobs in Washington, D.C. Uh, Randy Fox, who is currently a city councilman for the city of Corona, previously was the treasurer for the city of Corona. And before that was uh, just an average, ordinary private citizen. Welcome to the show, Randy. Well, thank you very much, Don. I'm very happy to be here. Well, we're going to see if we can't change your mind about that over the no. next 22 minutes. <laughs> no. here's, here's, so here's my burning question for you. Our guest last week, Paul Chabot, who's running for Congress in the 31st District, mostly in San Bernardino area, he said that no ordinary American in his right mind would run for Congress. So the burning question, two questions, are you not an ordinary American or are you not in your right mind? I would tend to lean to the second. Okay. <laughs> 
and I think others around me would agree with you. <laughs> well, you know, we, we, we talk a lot about on the show the importance of individuals, uh, you know, getting involved. Sure. Um, because that's ultimately where the kinds of things that Greg shared at the beginning of the show get resolved. All those things that we are uh, disgusted about and concerned about happening in Sacramento, happening in Washington, D.C., and even in a lot of our cities and communities around the country. Um, what got you to the point to where you decided, I want to be involved? Absolutely. Um, well, let me give you a little bit about my background. I sure. was born in Berkeley, California. No way. So I, I can answer the birther question. Yes, it is in the United States, even though some people <laughs> think it's outside. I was raised in Orange County. I moved to Corona when I was well, 18 years ago. And um, I've been a pastor for 32 years. Uh, I have five children, four grandchildren. My, uh, one of my sons, uh, David, is a pilot in the U.S. Air Force. He went to the Air Force Academy. I'm a councilman, uh, city councilman in Corona. I was elected 2014 in that position. I was elected 2012 to city treasurer. And I was the very first one actually ever to be win two positions in the middle of my term as treasurer back-to-back like that in our 130-year history. So that tended to uh, attract the attention of the Republican Party. And... Um, I actually was asked to run for this office. I'm also a businessman. I'm, I've been in building and construction. I built homes from the foundations to the finished carpentry myself, and I've uh, been involved in development as well. And then I'm so you're a- like a mini Donald Trump. Very you're like, many. A, like a real estate mogul here in the <laughs> Inland Empire. <laughs> And I'm sure we have this in common, too. I am a pastor. I've been a pastor for 30 years. Yeah, well, Donald years. Trump doesn't so yeah, much. Not so much. How, how, do, you, do you have a supermodel wife? <laughs> in my yes. eyes, I, I can tell you Karen's this. Karen's a wonderful lady. <laughs> she is a fox. Yeah. Yes, she, no. literally, she <laughs> is a fox. That's is that a good answer or what? That's wife? beautiful. <laughs> she has been all, all to me all the time, <laughs> even before she married into the name. Um but I've been I've uh, ministered in Orange County, San Bernardino, not too far from this this office, uh, Riverside, and also in L.A. on Skid Row, uh, downtown L.A. for six years. I was the um, very affectionately called the big white pastor there, um, one of the few with education that that worked in that that had a background. Many of the people who are also pastors there, many times came from that area, um, didn't have the opportunities that that I had so uh it was a very very wonderful experience and um now i'm running in congress for the 41st district you're taking on a daunting task uh, Takano won i think his re-election in last time by 10 plus percent or more or more um what makes you think you can be successful well it is a different time <clears throat> he did get in on the obama wave and i think that wave is definitely receding and um as well um, you know, being being a pastor is going to be helpful, I think. I've, I've actually been able to make a lot of connections. I have a lot of support with various pastors in, in this, this district. And having the experience as a city councilman, as a city treasurer, uh, as a businessman, as a pastor, you know, I've had the experience in the nonprofit, uh, private, and um, public sectors. And, you know, people talk about signing checks on both sides. I've done it in each one of those realms. So the experience, I believe, is there, and, I th- and it's proving to be helpful. Um, I really enjoy the campaigning, too. This is my third campaign in uh, less than four years, 
and I'm one of those that, and this is where I think it hits the sanity part, that um, I really do like campaigning, believe it or not. I like making connections with people. I love listening to people. Um, I love the door-to-door work. Yeah, I even like uh, negotiating the fundraising and, and see, you know, how much people can participate. So. Yeah, um, uh, Paul Chabot told us last week it is he has hours each day, every candidate, and you have a list of people. You make a call, call after call after call, asking for money. That's true, and the I like to add to that that I go to their businesses themselves. I really want to learn about them. Um, having you know a background where you, you are personable with people, it goes a long way. So, but I do like that part, um, not based on how much I get, but just being able to be in a position now where I can go to the various people, and that's where I learn what they're experiencing, what their frustrations are with local government, with federal government, state government. And it's it's a tremendous experience. Really interested in finding out as you're campaigning uh, and talking to people, interested in finding out what you're hearing out there as you sort of beat the pavement. We'll talk about that with you when we return after a message from our sponsor this half hour. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, residential and commercial. Ed is a great patriot, sponsors this show, the United E Conference, and more with Randy Fox after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic, it's not the end of the world. What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy, but you need to refinance the home, you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt. Or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one, and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020, or get me on the web at wccloans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock, right here on AM 590, The Answer. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. We are visiting with congressional candidate Randy Fox. He's campaigning in... Uh, it's which congressional district? It's forty forty first forty first, and currently occupying that seat is uh, Mark, Mark Tacano. And uh, Randy has previously been a city councilman in the city of Corona. Currently, uh, too, and currently, yeah. uh, I meant previously the finance uh, treasurer. Treasurer, that's correct. And so now we're uh, getting into the nitty gritty of what it's like to campaign. I'm really curious when you're out knocking on doors in neighborhoods and you're asking people and getting the temperature of how people feel. What are they saying? What are people telling you that they're uh, concerned about, frustrated about, happy about? Well, um, minimum wage is a big thing that comes up quite often and and I'll say that's not so much door to door. Okay, that's more when I go to the businesses. That always comes up. And as, again, as I mentioned, I spend a lot of time going to various businesses. The it, and it so depends on who who I talk to. And I have been focusing on Republicans because of the the primary that's coming up, and it's the top two vote getters that are going to go on to the the general. The um, bathroom bill mm-hmm. comes up. That issue. Uh, Mark DeCano himself. Uh, you know, after the primary, this is going to be a very um, 
it's going to be a contest of contrasts between Mark and I. Of course, you know, people are just very, actually very supportive of the fact that I'm I'm running. I mean, I, I people who aren't connected with um, so the average voters, you know, the, the, the top issues are just, are, are Mark Takano and this idea of. Which I, I mean, it, it's so loony that I, I wouldn't even imagine they could do it. Or they were going to put men in women's locker oh. rooms, restrooms, showers. Everyone with daughters brings that up. Um, you know, they just... And that is that is a fearful thing. You, you think of who can follow a girl into the bathroom, do in the name of how he feels at the moment, and do whatever he wants with his cell phone. And, you know, it's just horrible. It's a recipe for disaster. It's all... It's even the... I like what the the governor of North Carolina said. I can't even believe we're talking about this. Right. Yeah. You know, and I suspect there's a fair number of otherwise Democrat leaning mothers and fathers out there, and that that is something that's across the um, that don't like the idea. And, yeah. You know, there may be white, black, Latino, Asian, whatever who don't like the idea of men and boys in their wives, sisters, daughters, locker rooms, and showers. I have I have I haven't come across anyone that's for it, actually, um, in all that, that I've been, been coming and doing. So national security versus the economy, which one of those two issues do you think dominates the conversation? I would say, not necessarily in my mind, the order, but uh, I'd say the economy. The economy? Yeah. I think More that's, people that's are concerned now about the economy. The economy and the jobs. Um, the national security comes up, but it's... You know, it is amazing how fast things fade from people's minds. I was just going to say, you know, the economy is always with you. You're always paying bills. You're always either dealing with, you know, too much month at the end of your money or uh, other economic issues, retirement, um, your business success, pressures on, uh, you know, from regulations. But the terrorism, you know, or the threat of national security is something that just kind of comes in on a wave and goes out. You know, we had the San Marino terror attack. People were concerned for a time. That seems to be faded. And, of course, we talk incessantly about how 9-11 has sort of faded from the national consciousness. You know, the wave of patriotism that swept over the country in the year or two following seems all but gone now when you look at, you know, how people, and especially in this political season, are struggling with each other. So, you know, you're saying, you're seeing that the economy reigns supreme in people's minds. Right yes. Now. In fact, what even started me, though, on this trek, um, December 1st, I was asked by members of the Republican Party to consider running uh, for this congressional race. And, of course, December 2nd happened. And to me, that was the tipping point. That's when I decided I really do need to get involved with this. Um, and that was that was one of that was one of the main reasons that got me started. And it still is, though it's not necessarily what people are interested in right now. Right, um, having been, you know, uh, in our the finance, legislative, and economic development department of our city, uh, I Corona has been very successful. Uh, drawing businesses, and, and I, I've learned what gets in the way. The government regulations that get in the way of businesses wanting to come to a city, and I look forward to applying that to the entire region here. The, the development's coming this way. Um, there's business opportunity here. Building's coming this way. And having this background now, I feel like I can really be really, really be helpful in that area. But is the business going to stop in Corona, or is it going to continue out the 10 freeway to uh, to Arizona? <laughs> well, um, 
we're opening up the <laughs> traffic, so it'll be able to keep moving. But yeah, will the, will the, here's the burning question: Will the 91 freeway project ever be finished? Yeah, oh no, definitely. In fact, you're going to see real improvements in the next couple months where things will start to open up, and it is still on schedule to be um, early mid 2017. They're they're doing making great progress. I you know I drive I had to drive out the 91 in order to get to the studio and. It just seemed like this the project through Riverside was just dragging and dragging and dragging. And it was like, when are they ever going to get this done? And the progress they're making in, in Corona is, uh, although it, it's a nuisance, and I can remember driving down the 91 freeway saying, enjoy it while it lasts, because for three years we're going to be living in karma, you know, our own little Carmageddon. Right. And, so, uh, so, let me, so let me ask a related question about transportation sure. and, and federal government where you're running to be a member of. Why should we send transportation money to Washington to have them send it back minus handling charges with federal right. red tape and restrictions, why not basically abolish the federal role in transportation? Maybe there's a role in canals or in locks or in dredging river. Maybe there's some minimal role. But why not let the states raise their own taxes for transportation and decide how to spend Couldn't we say the money? same thing about education and Absolutely. environment and all uh, these areas? And, and so many other areas. I mean, y- you see what a city... I mean, again, here's the advantage of having worked with a city. You, you, people buy in your city. The sales tax, you know, it's gone. I mean, the county has its hand in it. The state has its hand in it. The federal government has its hand in it. You, we get, you know, 1% of that 8%, and that's, that's all we get. Um, the, the local control is that idea, which I'm very much behind, applies to so many areas. Transportation is, is certainly one. And, as development moves out toward Marina Valley, um, Paris, you know, eastern side of Riverside, uh, it, it needs, you're, you're right, there's a huge waste. There's sticky fingers all the way through, and that needs to be. Visiting with Randy Fox, congressional candidate for the 40, 41st District. Uh, when we come back, we're going to go to our. Unite IE Radio Show Lightning Round, where we'll pepper you with questions about a variety of different topics and get your uh, five, ten-second responses. What okay. is your favorite color? <laughs> For you Monty Python fans out there. <laughs> A word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Ed's a great patriot. We appreciate his support. More with Randy Fox after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic. It's not the end of the world. What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy but you need to refinance the home, you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt. Or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one, and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020 or get me on the web at wccloans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, where we annoy liberals with truth and reason. Well, Russian Prager, take the weekend off. 
And this is the best time show, uh, the best radio show in our time slot. We are the number one conservative talk radio show in our market, in our time slot. That's been certified. (laughs) Right now. (laughs) And we have Randy Fox, who is a current city councilman for the city of Corona and a candidate for Congress in the the 41st district currently held by the uh, liberal uh, Mark Mark Ticano. All right, so this is our lightning round. We're going to go through a variety of different issues, and we're going to ask you uh, for five, ten-second responses as to uh, where you uh, fall. And these are issues that are typically lightning rod issues for conservatives, and uh, so it's completely not fair to you and completely fair to our listeners. <laughs> That's fine. All right. So the first issue, Second Amendment. I am for Second Amendment rights. In fact, this is essential, I think, for our national security. I am... It takes a gun to stop a gun, and so I'm fully behind that, behind that. Common Core. I am for local control, and that applies even to uh, curriculum, and I think to have the federal government, state government even, dictating, I they missed the mark. Did you support Donald Trump or some other candidate up to this point? And at this point, if Donald Trump is the nominee, do you support him? I do support Donald Trump, and certainly not everything he says I agree with. But, um, you know, there's one thing about him, a quality, and that is a very bold, confrontational that uh, leadership style that I think is necessary in this politically correct world we live in. I um, There's something about him that is appealing to me, and I say that even as an evangelical pastor. I, I, I've, I think... His leadership style, even at this time. Now, yes, there's a lot of things that need to be corrected. There's a lot of ways he's offensive and he's crude, and I don't, you know, sweep that under under the rug at all. But there is a a style about him that I think is really going to be what our country needs at this point. Do you support building a wall to secure our border? I support uh, building a wall and putting a door on it so people can come in legally. Interesting. Uh, so, how do you put a door on that? How do you? Uh... Is That's, um, um, you know, it's the legal system. It has to be so they can come in. There is a way. I'm not against immigrants at all. I, you know, I mentioned you I was a pastor on Skid Row in downtown LA. Most of them that came there um, were, I'm sure, were undocumented workers. I know they were. And uh, so there's a compassion I have there for them, certainly, uh, especially for those that come over and what they're trying to do, uh, take care of their families. But on the other hand, there leads... There needs to be a legal way. Refugees. Well, they, that, um, I, you know, the fact that they can misuse that to come in, um, bring in people who are a threat to national security, I have a real problem with that. It definitely needs to be filtered much better than it is. Um, to let you also know about that, I, um, my daughter works with the second largest uh, Arabic-speaking refugee camp here in the United States. It's in Fullerton, and she helps train Arabic-speaking people, um, um, teach teaches them English. Um, I'm the only candidate that's ever actually debated the imam of corona uh, at RCC, and um, I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of, of what they're about. But no, I, I it's a, it's being way taken advantage of. I'm I am fearful for what's coming into our nation. 
The FBI director and Obama's director of national intelligence have said that, that we cannot vet the refugees for terrorist connections. Do you support Donald Trump's call for a ban on bringing in new refugees until, unless and until, we can properly vet them and protect the American people? I would say there needs to be, you know, I, I hard to, it's hard for me to say ban. I would say there needs to be the vetting. If it's not in place, it needs, must be put in place. I put the... Um, to let them in without that, though, is wrong. In the last 45 seconds here, what else would you, what would you like to tell the voters? Well, I would encourage you to come out and vote, and I would encourage you to come out and vote for me. Um, I have a, um, uh, again, there are other Republicans running, running as Republicans. I'm the only endorsed Republican running. In other words, I'm the only one that can actually use the, the, um, the elephant. It took two um, thirds vote to get that. And And if people want to learn more about your campaign and where they can go to volunteer or donate money, where do they go? They can go to voteforrandyfox.com, and my Facebook is Randy Fox for Congress. Very good. Well, Randy, I so appreciate uh, you stepping into the fray and uh, running for office. Appreciate you coming in here to join us. And uh, it's been a real uh, delight to get to know you a little bit better. And good luck in your campaign. Good luck. If you make the second round, we'll have you back. Good. I'll look forward to it. Maybe if you you. don't, we'll have you back sometime. All right. Thank you very much. I'll keep my freedom. I'll keep my guns. Try to keep my money and my religion, too. I watch the news and have to wonder if this country's going crazy. Talk about how much they love it here. But now they want. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. We, uh, during this first half hour, uh, had an opportunity to sit down with Randy Fox, who is running for Congress in the 41st. You know, there is a primary coming up on June the 7th. And people need to go vote. One of the things I just want to take a moment here as we continue our conversation with Randy to remind people is that the 23rd, May 23rd is the last date that you have in order to either register to vote or change your party affiliation uh, to Republican from non-party. Although it doesn't much matter for Republicans in the state only because the presumptive nominee Donald Trump. Uh, is it only be- matters if you want to vote for a Republican candidate for, for president, president in, the pri- right. in the primary. You have to be a registered Republican, or if you want to vote for a member of the Republican Central Committee, which, by the way, Don, you're running in, in Riverside County. That's right. If you want to vote for Central Committee, which is a very important role, office uh, in the building block of the Republican Party uh, Central Committee. In fact, that is going to appear on your sample ballot directly to the right of the presidential candidates. Um, I wonder if that means that we're to the right of the presidential candidates. Oh, that probably is very true. I'm also running for that as well. I'm the the only one that's on the ballot twice. In the 41st, you're going to see Randy. um, Well, no, it won't be in the 41st. You're in the 60th Assembly District. That's where they divide up for the Central Committee. So I'll be on that. That's just part of the 
41st Congressional District. But, but there was one important thing I wanted to mention, and that is it's critically important you verify your registration information online because we are finding and hearing from people that are checking their registrations and finding that anywhere from their party's been changed, their addresses have been changed, there has been some tampering within the Riverside Registrar Voters by uh, people outside. We don't know where. The DA is looking into it. And well, you, you also want to check if you're in San Marino County and verify I mean, your information. You can go online. I, mean, I, I changed my registration back to from decline to state to Republican, so I could vote yep. in the Republican presidential primary, but I just did it online with a Secretary of State. Yep. So anybody anybody could could impersonate somebody and change their registration. Well, you need a modicum of information, a social security number, an address, a driver's license number, and uh, some other you know personal information, birth date. But you're right. I mean, if you've got enough personal information, uh, the opportunity for fraud is there. But as we continue our conversation with uh, co- future Congressman Randy Fox, mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you spent some time on uh, Skid Row, and Greg had an interesting question about your your pastoral duties there and how that connects now with the body politic. What did you learn from six years on L.A. Skid Row about um, government and the effectiveness of government and how best to uh, to help those uh, people like that? Well, I... I would say I got a conf- I had it confirmed what I had thought, and government really gets in the way of helping people like that, um, people in that c- circumstance. Um, while I was pastor there, this, the uh, city council of Los Angeles developed a program, put $2 million on it. Their goal was to get one person out of Skid Row. And uh, they hired counselors. They, they selected someone. Actually, they picked several volunteers. Finally, they settled on one essentially gave him whatever he wanted. If he wanted a place to stay, they gave it that. If he wanted education, they provided that. Medical care, uh, food, no alcohol. But everything, uh, the counseling, the psychology, everything was provided for him. And it ended up about the middle of that program, the counselors quit. They couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle (laughs) trying to you know, accomplish this one thing they, they just saw was impossible. Now, our little church, we had about 50, 50 men, and um, we had a much higher success rate. Uh, we, we'd watch um, people who would come to help these people out, give them food, be, be chased away. Uh, the government was concerned about the sanitation of it. They were concerned about the litter of it. Um, it, it just... They actually made it more difficult in several instances. There was an interesting discussion on O'Reilly on Wednesday night, and it centered around the question, is Jesus a socialist or a capitalist? What do you think? Well, he allows for, the Bible allows for capitalism, most certainly, and, and I think encourages it. Um, as far as the socialist aspect, to have government take the role of redistributing wealth uh, that's not there. And it's voluntary. In fact, um, you know, the tithe was a tax in a way at, um, to support others. But, uh, you know, it's this forced... You said this, it was voluntary. The tithe was voluntary. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there was no penalty for not doing it. Um, no one came after you if you did it. It was obviously... It wasn't enforced by the, point of a, by the uh, end of a gun. Yes, right. Did Jesus ever call for any kind of government welfare programs or, uh, or taxes to uh, redistribute wealth or income? Again, that's no, and that's not government's 
role, that's where I saw charities are far more effective. If it's a matter of freeing them up. People want to help. Um, I had a, a, a doctor, an ophthalmologist, uh, one of the top physicians in the United States in uh, working at UCI, and he would tell me how he traveled to Venezuela to perform surgeries on people who are in need of cornea transplants. <clears throat> and it's almost like, why can't you do it here? Well, he says, I can't. I can't do it here. I, you know, there's, I can't meet regulations. I'd be sued. You know, all this. In other words, allow people to help others not get in the way. There's a famous story in the Bible, I'm sure you're aware of it, where Jesus creates the, the, the fish and the bread to feed the crowd. Yes. And, but he didn't do that every day. Right. He didn't set up feeding stations where people could get free food every day, did he? And why do you think that is? Well, that wasn't the reason he wanted people to follow him. And he could have, you know, he didn't want them dependent on him for that. Um, he gives us, he provides for us, he takes care of us, but he also gives us the ability to work and take the opportunities that are there. And um, there's a lot of people that kind of misunderstand what, what that whole And more the response the responsibility is ours in order to take right. care of ourselves. Right. I mean, you know, what he created the I mean the sermon the the circumstances under which he created the the bread and the fish that was because there was a massive gathering of people and they needed to be fed in that moment. Right. It was needed at not, the time. Not something that was a perpetual, here's all the food and uh, sustenance you need forever so you can sit back on your laurels and do nothing. William Booth, who started the Salvation Army in England, likened what he did to a horse that fell under the weight of its carriage and he said we would lift the carriage off to get the horse back on its feet. That was his goal. It wasn't to make... You know, the horse dependent on them for, for food all the time. That's what he sought to do with people. And that's what really I think is, is, is uh, needs to be back to the goal of helping people when they're under the weight and burden of something, get them back on their feet, but not make them dependent upon government for but so much of government is about making people dependent on oh, absolutely. them. absolutely. And, that, and keeping them dependent. Right. They want as many people. Get, I mean, it's not just the poor. It's wealthy businesses. Is everybody gets some kind of government benefit or subsidy, so that everyone wants to. I'll, I'll, I'll keep supporting big government because I get my little piece of it. All right, exactly. And it's 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 sad, really. It's very sad. W- would you be willing to uh, grasp the handle of the chainsaw that's held by Rand Paul as he uh, cuts the IRS code in half? I would love to to be part of that. <laughs> I'd like to cut it more than in half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shred it. Um, yeah. Good. So you would like to see uh, you'd like to see the IRS uh, scaled back in the in government regulations, tax codes thinned. I know many people are are running. Um, you know, you've got uh, Tom Del Bacaro who is running has a tax plan uh, that's been endorsed by the likes of Larry Kudlow, Stephen Moore, Art Laffer, and, and 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 so much of people's positions today are get rid of this burdensome government mm-hmm. get the regulations dialed back cut back the the taxes let you know let that fall back into local control something we said in the beginning of the conversation and you know you have a government that's just um, way overspends and the answer isn't more money for them it's it is to make those kind of cuts and it's very you, difficult i don't know why more republicans don't raise this if you if if the obama 
the economy under Obama had recovered from the recession as well as the economy recovered from the recession at the beginning of Ronald Reagan's term. This is as of last December. Mm -hmm. The economy would be $2.4 trillion larger, and there would be more than 15 million more jobs. As far as I'm concerned, case closed. Is Reagan's strategy was get the government out of the way, let the private sector grow. Obama's strategy is grow government, and the results speak for themselves. As I said, case closed. And, you know, uh, having gone in this district and, and worked among all kinds of people, they do want jobs. They're, they're, they're hungry for jobs. And that's where I want to help that as much as I can. Well, thank you, Randy. Thanks for coming in and staying over an extra segment. I think we had that little discussion about uh, the, about the Skid Row and the Bible, and, and I thought that was an interesting discussion. Good luck in your campaign, and look forward to having you back on our show. Time for a message from a sponsor of this half hour of Unite IE Radio, All-Star Collision, the place to take your car if you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock. On AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office. And again, to everyone out there, happy Yuri Kochiyama Day. All right. So this is the – we talked about this earlier in the show. Every so often when you go to Google – Well, every day they have, they, have, they, have, they have the Google Doodle. Do they have it every day? Yeah. Sometimes it's an event. Sometimes it's a day. Some Martin Luther King. Some Arbor Day, Earth Day. What happens? All right. So instead of it just saying Bangladesh Google, Independence Day. Right. It has a, uh, a piece of art, to, for lack of a better word. They call it a Google Doodle. And today and, – and, and this week, On rather, Thursday – there was a uh, person that it was celebrating who was a, a person. I've never heard of this person. You took, you had the temerity, you, you had the foresight to look up and say, well, who is this person? And what'd you find? Well, I've, I clicked on their link, which on the, on right. the Google Doodle, and that took me to a Wikipedia article about her. Says that she's a Japanese American human rights activist. She is notable as one of the few prominent non black separatists influenced by Marxism, Maoism, and the thoughts of Malcolm X. And I read down through the article, and some of the, fo- the, the following uh, caught my attention. It said that she was supporter of Asata Shakur, an African-American activist and a member of the Black Liberation Army who was convicted of several crimes, including first-degree murder, before escaping from U.S. prison and receiving asylum in Cuba. 
She also supported a man named Yu Kimura, who was arrested at, an am- at the am- airport in Amsterdam carrying a bomb in a suitcase and was convicted of planning to bomb the U.S. Navy recruitment office in the Veterans Administration building. And she later supported Marilyn Buck, who is a feminist poet who, poet who was in prison for participating in the 1979 of the aforementioned Asata Shakur, a 1981 Brinks robbery, and the 1983 Senate bombing. And then my favorite sentence, immediately in the next paragraph of this article is, in 2005, Kochiyama was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. This is somebody who has been tangentially or directly involved in in many different forms, a lot like a Bill Ayers, if you will. Um, and this person is, rises to the level of qualifying for a Peace Prize. Now, let's link this into today because this is a person who died in nineteen in two thousand fourteen. Um, and to Google on May the nineteenth is celebrating this person and extolling the virtues of this person, much like a young naive college student wearing a Che Guevara T shirt. Not realizing that Che Guevara was responsible for the murder uh, and used murder and the threat of bodily harm in order to support the Cuban dictatorship. So today, uh, you know, last weekend we had a pretty, uh, uh, what would you use the word, raucous Democratic uh, convention in Nevada. Uh, at which Bernie Sanders uh, supporters were throwing chairs, making and, and ultimately made death threats against Democratic officials. In fact, hounded the Democratic, the head of the Democratic Party in Nevada, so much that her employer, whom obviously most of the people involved in politics are volunteers, you know these delegates, they have day jobs, they have lives. It's not like politics is their full time job, so. She's a volunteer. She is the head of the Democratic Party in Nevada. Her employer has to shut down their phones because of the number of calls coming in from outraged Bernie Sanders supporters. And yet Bernie Sanders has yet to officially condemn this behavior. Why is that? wonder what happened if, if Donald Trump supporters had done that. Exactly. You know, it's being reported that Sanders blew off pressure from Democratic leaders to disavow ugly tactics used by his supporters at that uh, Saturday event, calling the complaints nonsense and arguing that his supporters were not treated with fairness and respect. I just want to come back to this, this uh, Yuri Kochiyama, Google, this multi-billion dollar company. The owners and the founders of this company are billionaires, and they've gotten that way through capitalism and the free enterprise system because they provide products and services that millions of people, maybe hundreds of millions of people around the world use. And then to, to assuage their guilty liberal consciences— they honor and commend somebody who is not just a liberal, not just a, not even not even far left, but someone who has actively supported people who have committed murder and bombings and prison escapes. And not only this, quoting her further, I consider Osama bin Laden one of the people that I admire. To me, he is in the category of Malcolm X, Che Guevara, Patrice Lumumba, Fidel Castro, all leaders that I admire. Should freedom fighters support him? Freedom fighters all over the world, and not just the Muslim world, don't just support him. They revere him. They join him in battle. And this is the person that this multi-billion dollar capitalist country, co- company wants to honor and support 
on their Google Doodle. Well, exactly. And where did that, you know, where did Google raise its money in the capital markets of Wall Street? Where do they continue to uh, enjoy a market for their stock on the stock exchange? Um, where does a lot of the wealth that the Google executives enjoy come from? The capitalist structure called Wall Street. When it serves them, they're fine with it. But, you know, they have no problem, you know, uh, with, uh, you know, what do you call this? Pandering almost to the, you know, to the liberal left, the Marxists, uh, pandering to them with this Google Doodle. And the link back to today, the political environment we have today, um, talking about violence and, you know, the Bernie Sanders campaign, you know, this is going to, this, th- this convention of the Democrats could end up being in stark contrast to the Republican convention, uh, which now with the presumptive, you know, uh, nominee, Donald Trump, Donald Trump's going to turn this into a media event, you know, like we've never seen um, because, you know, he's got a lot riding on it. He wants to be, he will, he will do uh, hopefully legally whatever it takes to become president of the United States, including putting on a great show. Contrast that to what is, you know, uh, sizing up with the Democratic Party to be p- potentially riotous with Bernie Sanders like this. Now, the pro-violence radicalism among Bernie Sanders supporters, it was evident when I went to that Donald Trump rally on Thursday evening in Costa Mesa. You had uh, individuals out there waving the Mexican flag, openings, openly supporting Bernie Sanders with calls for Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. The Vermont senator vocally supports the unrepentant Marxist terrorist Oscar Lopez Rivera, whom he describes as one of the longest serving political prisoners in history, 34 years longer than Nelson Mandela. So here, you know, and what did this quote political prisoner unquote do to to be imprisoned? Well, it doesn't say this in the article I'm reading. Do you know Lopez Rivera goes on to say conspired to transport explosives with the intent to destroy federal government property and committed other related crimes or that the uh, this organization group was deemed responsible for a region of terror that killed six people and injured 130 and at least 114 bombings. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure if it wasn't for his political views, he wouldn't be in prison for just, just for uh, carrying a bomb and helping to plant bombs. This is somebody that Bernie Sanders is holding up as a, uh, you know, an icon of virtue. Somebody that t- is to be uh, revered. Revere Rivera. If he wasn't a uh, leading candidate for president, it, it would be a, it, would, it would be a joke, and it's amazing that uh, avowed socialist is is a leading candidate for president in the Democrat Party. Time for another word from All Star Collision, the place to take your car if you have an accident, because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this, when you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. 
So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. My name is Don Dix, and as always, joined by these very capable co-hosts, Greg Britton and uh, John Hancock, who continues to recover from his bout with pneumonia. This radio show is really dedicated to the most important political office, that of private citizen, and we always like to call attention to our website at the end of the show, uniteie.com, where you can go to connect with uh, at least 23 groups around the Inland Empire that are doing a lot of the heavy lifting, uh, holding government accountable here in the Inland Empire at the state and the federal level, and uh, ways you can get involved. Go to the calendar, go to the map, find the groups, and connect with them. There's a lot to learn. As bad as the ruling class and incompetent as they are, ultimately the problems in this country are due to the fact that not enough people are fulfilling the obligations of their most important political office. But Donald Trump may have to be having an effect here beyond just perhaps getting himself elected. Just last night, as an example, just last night, somebody, or on last night, on Wednesday night, this woman brought me some uh, Donald Trump signs to my office where I'll hand them out to people that uh, want Donald Trump signs. And I was talking to her about that she had never before been involved in anything politically. Yeah. But Donald Trump had gotten her off that proverbial couch, and now she's running down to San Diego to talk to the state chairman of volunteer, for volunteer activities, and she's going over to Ontario for this, and she's bringing signs to me, and she's going to this and going to that. And she's now fulfilling the obligations of her most important political office. Well, you know, and sometimes it takes somebody who has not been involved in politics to rise to the top like this and inspire people to do it. And I think that's one of the things that Donald Trump is doing is, you know, never having been involved in politics, except as he, they, you know, we like to paint him as being a contributor to both sides of the aisle. But hey, you know, show me somebody who's been extremely successful in business that hasn't realized, come to the realization at some point in their business career that the key to success is ultimately making friends with political characters on both sides of the aisle. I mean, that ultimately, you know, at some point becomes important to do um, when you're trying to, you know, especially in a big organization like that. Well, and, that, and, that, and that's, that's, a, that's a very disturbing trend is it's increasingly an economy based on who you know. Can you curry influence with government officials? Can you, make, can you be their friends? You make contributions and uh, hire their relatives. And that's how you now get ahead, not by... I'm going to go out and I'm going to make a better product and provide a better service to the customers. And speaking of who you know, you know us here at United Inland Empire Radio every Saturday between 4 and 5. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, ask you to go to the website, uniteie.com. We'll learn more about our organization and the, and the groups that are connected with them. Have a great day. Back with you next Saturday at 4 o'clock. Gonna keep our God, our freedom, a little money in the bank. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.